Got your barf bag handy? The Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast is on the air. A Medicare podcast to end all Medicare podcasts. And now, direct from his fortress of solitude in Cave Creek, Arizona, Medicare expert, Doug Jones. It's another exciting episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Back at home in Arizona, as you may recall, you uh, you listeners of um, the uh, you you religious listeners of the podcast, uh, we have been on the road for several weeks uh, back in uh, the land of Pugsley. And while we were there, we looked at our house, which uh, the money pit uh, is still sucking the funds out of the bank account with very little progress. And we then caught up with all of the doctors and dentists and oral surgeons that we've been ignoring for the last year and a half, actually almost two years. And so we've been on the road. Your quality of uh, recording has suffered a little bit. I hope your content has suffered. And we are now back. I'm using the Royal we way too often. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad to be back in Arizona. Uh, and I'm glad to be here to tell you about Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. That's the current edition of the book that will help you in your intended journey across that line from Obamacare to Medicare. If you need a little bit of guidance or a little bit of Medicare knowledge or a lot of guidance or a lot of Medicare knowledge, go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com type into the search window medicare for the lazy man 2023 and you will find yourself staring at uh, four editions of this book that will share knowledge with you and, and if you buy one of those editions they're priced anywhere from uh, $3.80 all the way up to a magnificent hardcover edition suitable for museums at priced at $22 and a couple of options in between, then you're going to have all the knowledge that you will need to cross over that line. And then when the time comes to anticipate your enrollment in Medicare, I want you to contact me using the information in the book to uh, talk about your optional coverages, which would be a Medicare supplement that will fill in the holes and gaps and the errors and the, the, um, Parts of Medicare that are not 100% coverage, we can make sure that you are fully protected against high medical bills, stealing your children's future, and we can also make you a fully protected um, drug plan purchaser by buying the cheapest drug plan available in your particular area. You will preserve your right to have a drug plan without a late enrollment penalty for as long as you live. So those are the goals that I would help uh, hope to accomplish once you get pretty close to your Medicare enrollment period. And right now, I feel pretty close to my good friend, Randy Carson, who is just down the road a ways from me. He's downhill where it's a little bit warmer in the summertime. Randy Carson, it's uh, good to be back. Good to have you on the other side of the uh, uh, the great divide, the screen between us. How are you? Well, thank you for saying that. That's very kind of you. I'm certainly glad to have you back in Arizona. 
Mm. It uh, technically was a bit of a challenge trying to get the remote going, but I think we did okay. And, you know, every remote is supposed to sound like you're standing in a barrel, and ours did. (laughs) It certainly did. Uh, I remember (laughs) my first episode uh i had to leave our hotel room because mary said well i'm i've got things to do i can't be bothered being quiet just for your little podcast Uh, you know you guys go play somewhere else so i went out into the breakfast room of the holiday inn or excuse me the uh, hampton inn and i called you on the computer but for some reason i think the wi-fi wasn't strong enough and so we wound up doing it on the iphone as i recall yes and that took Took you quite a while to get that set up. We tried, I don't know how many different combinations. We hooked up once and you could hear me and I couldn't hear you. We hooked up again and the situation was reversed. Then we hooked up and I couldn't see you. And I know this sounds crazy to the audience, but I can't do this podcast unless I can see you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was uh, successfully pulled off eventually and it was uh, quite a challenge i know and then uh it just got easier after that so all of our uh, on the road elements or, or, or all of our on the road uh, episodes i think probably did okay anyway when i listened to them i wasn't embarrassed at the uh at the product so i'm no, gonna go I was, with that I was good with it yeah i was good with it i i listened to it and i go yeah it sounds like he's in a barrel yeah that's the way it's supposed to be Absolutely. How come it sounded so good when we were in your driveway doing it on, a, on an iPhone? Well, that's because we were both being recorded. Well, <laughs> well, there was that part, you know. <laughs> but bottom line, the reason it sounded so uh, tinny was uh-huh. that I was I was recording on my iPhone off of my office speakerphone. Oh, okay. We had we had way too many pieces of technology in between there. And on top of that, you're not going to know. You would have never known, but I'm going to tell you. There was pigeons hanging onto the telephone wires, too. For some reason, it worked to our advantage. In other cases, it doesn't, but uh, it it helped us out. Well, I want to, I I got a hankering for some Guinness. And so I want to do a reschedule. We've got got some of that, Doug. That's hard to believe that you would actually have some (laughs) ready for consumption. But Mm, uh, yeah. Let's think about doing that. Let's think, well, we just had a series of remotes. Maybe we should put it off for a month or so, but I want to come over and, and do a, a session in your driveway again. That worked out pretty well last time we did We it. can do that. We can make that happen. All righty. But for today, we have carefully curated um, Medicare content that our content curator has especially chosen for today's episode. And I'm so happy to share it with Randy and with everybody else out there. Uh, she got a little heavy handed with the yellow highlighter. And if you, if you hear me droning on Randy and you see that the audience is slowly uh, dropping off, then you might want to just let me give me the high sign and let me know that enough is enough. Um, the first little thing I discovered here was an article uh, that is now this is in a lefty informational source that I subscribe to because everybody, even a blind squirrel can find an acorn once in a while. And when people that are the opposite of my political persuasion uh, have things that they want to post about the uh, the Medicare and medical situations in America, then I will listen to what they have to say 
because occasionally uh, they might hit on something that's correct. Now, everybody knows that we've got a huge homeless problem in California because homeless people are maybe not completely stupid. And uh, if they want to be homeless and live in tents or out on sidewalks and so forth, that might be the best thing to do to relocate to the warmest climate, uh, the, the most benign uh, winter time climate and a fairly benign summertime climate in California. And so the U.S. West Coast is uh, flooded with homeless people uh, who are mostly drug addicts or mental patients right now, or should be mental patients. And the article I ran across is entitled, No One Has Called a New York City Hotline, which was designed to force people into psychiatric evaluations. Now, this is a lefty organization uh, reporting this, but the hotline is designed to help New York Police Department officers determine if someone should be forced to undergo a mental evaluation. But it's remained completely unused for about six months since it was launched. And then it says, meanwhile, the Minnesota Public Radio reports, public radio, once again, not exactly on my side of the the political spectrum, but the Minnesota Public Radio reports soaring use of their 988 mental health crisis line. I assume that's a telephone number one would dial 988. And so, um, let's see, going into a little more detail. Minnesota joined the nation in introducing the phone number 988 as a mental health crisis hotline one year ago, localizing and easing access to the service that was before only reachable at a much uh, longer telephone number and harder, more confusing. While the longer number still functions, call center operators said the state support, oh, said state support for raising awareness of the shorter line contributed to an increase in engagement over the past year. According to most recent data from the Minnesota Department of Health, the month of May saw a 74% increase in calls statewide compared to the year before. Of course, you know, statistics can be manipulated. Uh, they might have had two calls the year before, and the 74% increase would equal three calls plus a hang-up this year. But anyway, if in fact it uh, is helpful to people who are out wandering around in need of mental help, and that apparently is a sizable minority, then I applaud the effort. And once again, uh, Politico, this uh, organization, has reported the New York City hotline to advise people on involuntary hospital hospitalizations has gotten zero calls. Nobody has called this thing in New York City to help Police officers determine whether to force somebody to undergo a psychiatric evaluation. This is a resource launched by Mayor Eric Adams' administration as he sought to involuntarily hospitalize people unable to meet their basic needs. We used to have in Illinois, where I uh, spent a lot of my formative years, we used to have a hospital in South Elgin, Illinois. It was a huge mental health facility, and it was responsible for housing people who probably would not have been able to take care of themselves. I know for a fact there were a couple of people from town that were 
taken there by the local police when they were having uh, delirium tremens or the DTs and they were hallucinating uh, things. They weren't connected to reality and they they uh, were able to take be taken there by police officers and left there in the care of the state employees. Now, I can't say that that's the best solution, but I can say that it was a better solution than after it was closed when psychedelic drugs um psychiatric drugs were uh invent invented and uh, distributed uh back in the 1960s and 70s they became very prevalent oh it's cheaper to give somebody drugs that make them normal and then we don't need these big giant beautiful looking buildings on the elgin state of south elgin mental hospital so let's just close the place down and let the buildings collapse which they have done and uh send the people out with their medication in their hands and these people don't like to take their medications they turns out that's a very bad idea um people who uh, need the psychotropic drugs don't seem to like the side effects and so as soon as they're sane they say to themselves, I don't really need to take these drugs anymore. And um, they stop taking them and he, they turn into nutcases again, wind up living on the street. So uh, I applaud the idea of having uh, forced evaluations of people who are acting erratically so that we can determine that they need help. And then uh, that gives us the wherewithal to provide that help. Uh, and if a, a hotline isn't uh, doing the job, then I suppose there are other ways to do that. So going from from uh, mental patients to uh, potential dementia patients, I hear some good news. And Mary, when I, <laughs> when I told my lovely bride this particular news, uh, I said, uh, here's some content to curate because it's really good news. She looked at me like I was an idiot. Like, how come you didn't know this? Everybody else knows it. And Randy's laughing. Now ah, he's heard that from uh, his, his uh, better half also, I'm sure. But uh, the headline here is surprising brain boost. Brushing your teeth may reduce the risk of dementia. A new study suggests. So this isn't completely Medicare related. I suppose that dementia would begin to settle in with mostly with Medicare participants. So I thought this might be germane to our quest for knowledge, Medicare knowledge. So it starts out here. Here is yet another reason to take good care of your teeth. New research published in the journal Neurology suggests that brushing your teeth can boost the brain, helping to reduce the risk of dementia. People with good dental hygiene had more neurons in the hippocampus the study found the hippocampus plays a primary role in memory. Gum disease and tooth loss were linked with less gray matter and declining mental health. These are the worst health mistakes you can make with your teeth. Uh, that sentence doesn't seem to fit in with the rest of this. These findings have clinical implications as regular visits to the dentist may help prevent Alzheimer's, scientists pointed out. The lead author of uh, this uh, it's a university in Japan, said that tooth loss and gum disease, which is inflammation of the tissue around the teeth that can cause shrinkage of the gums and loosening of the teeth, are very common. Um, these results highlight the importance of preserving the health of the teeth. I'm going to skip down to the highlighted areas here. Our, our own study found that these conditions play a role in the health of the brain area 
that controls thinking and memory, giving people another reason to take better care of their teeth. Chewing boosts blood and oxygen flow to the head, keeping the brain healthy. Um, teeth loss, tooth loss may also lead to unhealthy eating. Having fewer teeth was associated with a faster rate of brain shrinkage in the left hippocampus. Uh, the study involved uh, 172 Japanese participants whose average age was 67. They did not have memory problems at the outset. For those with, uh, let's see, and then it goes into gum disease again. Oh, boy, I wanted to hear what these results had. Um, ugh, this article is not properly curated. I'm wondering if somebody didn't put the pages in the wrong order. For those with mild gum disease, fewer teeth was associated with a faster rate of brain shrinkage in the left hippocampus, key for remembering words and language. Um, gum disease is caused by inflammation of tooth-supporting tissues. It affects about one in seven adults. In mild and severe gum disease, one less or one more tooth was equivalent to nearly one year and 1.3 years of brain aging, respectively. Wow. Um, I wonder if that goes backwards when you have an implant installed, because that's one of the things I did back in uh, Illinois, was I had an implant put in where there was a gap in my teeth, and it will hopefully take. And when it does take, then they'll be able to put a fake tooth in that location. Now I have uh, completely fake teeth and... I don't know what if I should subtract age or add age to my brain function. Uh, for each participant in the study, the researchers counted the number of teeth and checked for gum disease by looking at periodontal probing depth. They also had brain scans to measure the volume of the hippocampus at the beginning of the study, and again four years later. For each participant, researchers counted the number of teeth and checked for gum disease by looking at periodontal probing depth depth, a measurement of gum tissue. Healthy readings are from one to three millimeters. Uh, those who are committed to hygiene may be doing so because they don't have cognitive impairment. So that would be a hmm, kind of a catch-22. The reason they don't brush their teeth is because they have cognitive impairment, and those that don't have cognitive impairment are less likely to get it if, it's, if there's a connection because they have good dental hygiene. Um, hmm. a, a large study in 2020 by the National Institute on Aging linked gum disease to dementia. It is because bacteria is associated with inflammation, and inflammation needs to neurodegeneration. So it makes sense that brushing your teeth and caring for your gums decreases both bacteria and inflammation, thereby dementia. Dangers you can't see may be lurking in your unwashed... Oh, boy. I believe the content curator has gone hog wild with the yellow highlighter because there are elements stuck into this printed off article that have nothing to do with teeth. Dangers you can't see may be lurking in your unwashed bedding, says study. Beware the health concerns. What does that have to do with our teeth? Oh, saved by the, the, by the alarm that Randy can't hear. <laughs> this is the cute little uh, cute alarm that Mary got because it's an excellent timer. And uh, the only thing is that Randy can't hear it when it goes off. So he doesn't even really think I have a timer. Uh, so let me finish this article up here and then we'll, we'll allow the audience to go about their business today. But um, the, let's see, uh, 
it is also connected with staying active and caring for yourself, which decreases depression and is also uh, associated with dementia. Keeping the brain active and working slows neurodegeneration and dementia. Uh, Participants in the new study underwent both dental exams and memory tests. Future studies are needed with larger groups of people, said the author. He noted there's also potential bias to this Japanese study that those who are committed to hygiene may be doing so because they don't have cognitive impairment. One of the first signs of developing dementia may be lost loss of interest in brushing teeth. Uh, so last year, an international study of more than a million people found that those with poor dental hygiene were 21% more likely to develop Alzheimer's. Previous studies link gum disease to diabetes and cardiovascular illnesses. It can even lead to chronic systemic inflation. So I believe we have performed a valuable public service just by informing people that brushing their teeth is likely to lead to much better physical and mental health. Uh, At least that's what I'm going to say if anybody ever asks me whether I'm performing a valuable public service or not. Randy, would you comment on this uh, this content, please? Uh, well, we're over out of time. Oh, boy, that lets you <laughs> off the hook, doesn't it? The 75-cent clock just expired, and the crickets told me so. Okay, well, uh, we have to take the trick. Cricket's word. I mean, we're paying them the union uh, wages, so... Well, and while you were on the road, if you remember correctly, that I was having to pay the crickets double overtime. Yes, and I didn't like that at all, so I got back here as quickly as I could. So anyway, we are going to have to bring the plane in for a landing because we are out of time. But before I do, I just always like to remember and uh, remind people that Doug is a nationwide licensed agent to help you with your Medicare supplemental needs. And ultimately, I would give him a call, but he likes to get email, too. I do. At dbj at mlmmailbag.com. You can send him an email there any time of the day or night because he is Johnny on the spot watching that inbox, waiting for something to ring the bell. And ultimately, it does occasionally. But help me out. Send him some more email because it always, always puts a smile on his face. Also, you can check us out at uh, <clears throat> MedicareForTheLazyMan.com, which is our website. I think we've got a bunch of cool stuff there you'd like to see. And the other thing is that you uh, probably have already heard about how to get the books. I think Doug mentioned that earlier in the podcast, how to get the book, the various forms that you can get that book in. And I think you should take a look at it because, you know, coming on the, you know, we're right in the middle of the summer, so we're not going to throw any big sales just yet, but we're thinking about it, aren't we, Doug? Yes, we're always thinking about it. And I think we should throw one soon, maybe a little bit later in the, you know, early fall, somewhere around in there. But until then, and just in case you weren't keeping track on your watch, we have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones the anti-insurance insurance guy originally from Oklahoma. No more. He's back home in Arizona, living in the high altitudes behind Cave Creek, watching over the city with a pair of Army surplus binoculars, making sure that the Medicare Advantage people don't sneak in on us. And I think in his fortress of solitude, I'm going to put him in 
at about 12,000 feet because he's used to it. And when we were back in Illinois, I think he was getting too much oxygen. (laughs) Is there such a thing? Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We enjoyed having you. We'll look forward to our next opportunity. Bye-bye.